In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. We're live September 29th. It's a feast of the archangels. It's also the birthday of Father Tom. Father, we thank you for Jesus. And we thank you. 77 years ago, you gave us Father Tom, his life, what you're doing in his life. And here we go. Good day. He's back. He's back in Jesus' name. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Anthony and I, before we were born, were called to preach the word of God, and this is what we do. We've been on the radio for 39 years, almost 40 years in January, and we see in season and out of season, we proclaim the word of God. What is the gospel? That Jesus Christ died for our sins, shed his blood, that he was buried, and that he rose again from the dead. The gospel has content. We need to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people may believe. It's the power of God unto salvation how we need to hear the Word of God, how we need to proclaim the Word of God. St. Paul would go to the synagogue first because the gospel is to the Jew first, and he would proclaim Isaiah 53 by, by his death and by his stripes and by his crucifixion. Isaiah 53 talks about the crucifixion of the Messiah, and they would throw him out. And after he would preach to the Jews, he would go to the Greeks, to the Gentiles. But the gospel is to the Jew first. I'm so grateful that I'm on the radio speaking not only to Gentiles, but to Jewish people. I remember many years ago, I was given a cross with the true cross in it. And the Lord told me to give it to this young man who was a Jewish convert. I said, Dad, I want to give it to him. He said, if you give it to him, I'll increase your ministry to the Jews. I gave it to him. You see, because the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. This is real. That's why Paul went to the synagogues first to preach the word of God. Amen. And Father, and Father, we preach in season and out of season. Father, tell them where we're preaching from today, and then give them the word of the day. We're preaching from the rectory today, upstairs on the phone. And uh, it's my birthday. I'm 77 years old today, by the grace of God. And from all eternity, God called me and Anthony, not only me, to preach the word of God. And that's what we're doing today. Do you know that you are loved with an everlasting love today? Do you know that he, the Lord Jesus Christ, bled and died for you 
Do you know that you are loved with an everlasting love today? Do you know that he was buried for you? Do you know that he rose again from the dead for you? Yes, if you were the only one, he would have done it for you. Oh, yes. But, Father, they're so basic. It's basic that not many people proclaim the gospel. Not many people proclaim the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing today, because it's the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. How we need to hear the word of God. How I used to listen to Catherine Kuhlman at 11 o'clock on WROL many years ago. And she would say, and have you been waiting for me? And I'd say, I'm waiting for you. I need to hear the word of God today. And she would proclaim the word of God. Little did I know that I would be on the same station years later after her death. This is God. Why did you choose radio? I knew as a deacon that I'd be on the radio. How did I know? I knew that I knew. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew that God wanted me on the radio so that people would hear the word of God and give their lives to Jesus. Have you given your life to Jesus today? Have you given your life to him who gave his life for you? It's all about giving our life all about surrendering surrendering to the lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever the word of the day is celebration (laughs) we celebrate the victory of jesus christ we celebrate the victory of the lord in the power of the resurrection he is the lord and he is worthy of our celebration he is our celebration as a matter of fact We love him. We love him. You're not talking about someone you don't know. We know him by God's grace. We love him by God's grace. We are anointed by God's grace. And we wait for his coming again. And you know what? Jesus is coming again. Whether we know it or not, he's coming again. But before he comes, the scripture says, that the Jewish people will be saved. There will be an outpouring of God's glory to the Jewish people. How do I know that? Romans 9, 10, and 11. I love those scriptures, that God will save the Jewish people through the proclamation of the gospel. Oh, yes, but it starts now. Jewish people, listen to me. You are loved by the Messiah, and the Messiah bore your wounds and carried your infirmities. The Messiah gave his life for you. The Messiah rose again from the dead for you so that you might have a new life. And we all get a new life in the power of the Holy Spirit. We get a new life that's filled with God's grace, God's love, God's power. You know, Father said, how... Did I choose radio? He didn't choose radio. Radio chose him. Just like we didn't choose God, God chose us. And then we accepted the grace. Even me, I remember 
when I was a little kid, maybe eight years old, I used to sneak in my parents' room and call sports radio on 850 in Boston. And they would tell me I was too young to be on the show. But then the the guy said, little man from Salem, call back. And I would call, and I would call the radio. Little did I know, 20 years later, I would be on the radio speaking to you, but not about sports, about something far greater than sports, far more exciting than sports, far more fun than sports. Jesus Christ and his power and his love for you and his resurrection from the dead. You know, it's a life with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Last night, me and Jules, we were out to dinner. And after we paid, Jules wanted to leave the waitress a big tip. And she did. We had a little bill. And she said, you know, it means a lot because people have been leaving me $100. They've been paying $100 and leaving 5 and $6 tips all night. And then I said, well, can we pray for you? And, you know, she had new age tattoos and crystals. But I read her mail and I said, you know, you have spiritual gifts. And the Lord revealed to me everything she was doing. And with love, I prayed for her. But I told her she got to cut it out because she's, she's looking for truth. But you can't find truth in those realms. But it was the first time in her life, Jules was like, it was crazy because she was like, how does he know? How does he know? How is there so much power in what he's saying? Because there's power in the kingdom of God today for you. There's power in the Holy Spirit. There's wisdom in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. And friends share secrets with one another. Jesus wants to share the secrets of the kingdom of God with you today. But we need to be intimate with him. We need to have a prayer life with him. If you or if I or if Father Tom don't have a prayer life, we're cut off from God. We can listen to preaching and we can, you know, but we need to pray. We need to communicate. We need to connect with heaven. We are the, we are, he is the vine. We are the branch, right? And prayer is the water that flows over your life. So, Father, even in this moment, I pray you release a grace of prayer, of piety, that it's just people wake up and they just undeniably want to just chase after you, seek after you, be filled by the living waters of the Holy Spirit today, today. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, yes. A one time Oprah believed this. <laughs> now she's changed she says, there's other ways to God. No, there isn't. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the love. I tell you, he is the love of the Father. The Father so loved us that he gave us his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send the Son into the world to condemn it. He does not condemn you but that you might be saved through him, through his passion, burial, and resurrection. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Our proclamation is the Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul said, when I came to you, I decided to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified and him raised from the dead. You see, Paul learned 
because on the Areopagus in Greece, he preached the resurrection. He did not preach the cross, and he had only a few believers. But when he came to Corinth, the next place, he said, I decided to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. What about you? You're a preacher. Do you, do you preach Christ crucified? Do you preach Christ the risen Lord? Do you preach Jesus? What are you preaching? Well, I preached on my vacation. Well, I preach on my vacation too, but I found people who love Jesus on my vacation. And they got me on radio in the uh, Middle West, Missouri, St. Louis. You see, God drew these people to me because we were looking to go on another station because we had extra money. And the woman who was a Christian knew the Christian woman who ran the station in St. Louis. And that's how we got to St. Louis. On vacation, I learned, as we were at the beach, that I have them come to my house for a seven-course meal. And we only had a hibachi to cook on. But we managed to cook a lot of things on that hibachi. You see, it's all about Jesus. Not about me, not about you, but it's about how he loves you, how he has a plan for your life, how he has a plan for your life. You say, but I've reached a dead end. Jesus is the U-turn on a dead end street. Do you know that today? You can make a U-turn by giving your life to Jesus. In every part of your life, you know, it doesn't end when you say the sinner's prayer and now we're saved and we're not worried, and we're not worried about nothing. Jesus has so much for you. You know, Paul, he preached only the resurrection and didn't get many converts, but then he preached the cross. The reason why, and we see it today, we got to preach the cross and the fullness of the gospel, not a watered-down gospel, not... Not a gospel that, like, the people will like, but we speak the truth in love. You know, it's, everyone's looking for truth. In Salem, it's already crazy. I'm going there to preach, and I'm going to preach the truth in love to people. There's two sides to it. There's one side that's too far this way where, you know, God loves everyone. He does, and it doesn't matter what we do, and, you know, we're going to pay gay pride flags over the church, and it's just, you know, and then there's the other side. Everyone's going to hell. The sinners is scrupulous. No, God is love. He loves everyone. Jesus has a plan for you, but we preach we preach the truth and let the Holy Spirit convict the people of sin. But you've got to preach the full gospel. You've got to speak the truth in love, because when we don't preach the full gospel, the gospel loses its power. You know, the power is in the cross of Jesus Christ. It's us dying to ourselves, dying to our desires. Well, maybe I feel like I like to do this, I like to do that. It doesn't matter what we like. It's about Jesus. It's about living the way Jesus, through his church, has taught us, through the Word of God has taught us. And at first, it's hard to die to the flesh, but then you get freedom. And Jesus wants you to walk in freedom. He didn't die for a powerless gospel he didn't die so we could live a life where we're enslaved to sin, where we don't know what's right, what's wrong, where 
We there's no clarity in the world. We have confusion. Today, Jesus wants to bring clarity upon your life. He wants to bring authority on your life. He wants to bring dominion on your life. So you're walking in this world as Jesus Christ walked in this world, full of not only the authority of God, but the love of God and the discernment of God. And you're walking in righteousness and Jesus Christ is righteous because none of us are worthy of God. I'm not righteous on my own, but I am because of what Jesus did on the cross for me and receiving his love and receiving his justice and receiving his goodness. Today, Jesus, he wants to pour out all of heaven upon you, all of his love, his grace, and his power upon you. And it's not so much about what we do, it's about our disposition. And there's things that just block the glory of God, whether it be pride, sin, anger, jealousy, scrupulousness. You know, I'll just say for myself, whenever I make it about me and even my holiness and trying to do right for myself and I'm reflecting upon me, it doesn't go well. But whenever I forget about myself and I just look upon Jesus and look upon how good God is and how peaceful and what he's done for me, then the love of God fills me. When we make it about ourselves, it's hard. But when we make it all about Jesus, it becomes easy and what he's already done for you. Again, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about loving Jesus, being loved by Jesus. Yes, I received so many birthday wishes today, and each one of them said, thank you for proclaiming the word of God for so many years. This is the grace of God, God's grace. You know what's necessary? What's necessary is repentance. And uh, no one, not many people preach repentance. You see, in the town of Capernaum, Jesus did all his miracles. But he cursed Capernaum. Why? Because they didn't repent. They received the miracles, but they didn't repent from their sins. We're called to turn away from our sins, to give our life to Jesus. Go to confession. That's so important. Go to confession. That's so important. To give your life to Jesus, to repent of your sins. How do I repent? You turn around 180 degrees. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all my sins. I want to confess them. I want to go to confession. I want to know your love. I want to know your kindness. I want to know your grace. I want to know all these things, how I need to know them, Lord. And to know is not just to know in your head. To know is to experience God's love, to experience the love of God. This is what we're called to. God so loved the world so that we would experience the love of Jesus so that we would experience his mercy, that we would experience his forgiveness. None of us stand in our own power. I don't care who you are. You could be the Pope. The Pope genuflects to the Jesus as Eucharist. He knows he's not Jesus. We adore the Eucharist because it's Jesus, the Lord, and he Whenever I see the Eucharist, I say, you are the one 
that spoke the world into existence. You are the one who spoke the worlds into existence. This is the Eucharist. This is Jesus. This is God's love. Imagine how humble Jesus is. He gives himself to us under the form of a piece of bread. But he is the one who spoke the world into existence, spoke you into existence. Do you know he has a plan for your life? Do you know that he has good things waiting for you? The only thing you need to do is say, I'm sorry for all my sins. I surrender my life to you. I raise my hands up and say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I'm sorry for all my sins. I give you my life again. You gave me a life 77 years ago. I give it back to you today. It is your life I want to live. I do not want to live my life. I want to live the life of Christ, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his life for me and who died for me and who rose for me. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, he's in you right now. And he doesn't want to own 99% of you. He wants to own 100% of your life. And Jesus, he only gives us good gifts. He wants to pour out his divine life into you. And he wants you to be marked in eternity, that you walk in this world spreading and releasing the kingdom of God, releasing the power of God with demonstrations of God's goodness, of God's love, of God's peace, of God's joy. What marks a Christian from every other person in this world? The spirit of peace and love. God wants you to always operate in the spirit of peace. You know, I can be in the craziest environment, praying, preaching, and everyone can be yelling at me, but I have this peace, and you have this peace that passes all understanding, that washes over you, that people say, what is it about him? What is it about you that is different? Why, when everyone is hating, are they loving? Why, when everyone else is worrying, they have peace? Why, when everyone else has fear, they have confidence? Because we have confidence not in the world, not in the government, not in the financial system. We have confidence in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He will provide for our needs, that he will keep us safe, that he will save us and bring us to heaven, that he will fulfill all our desires. Jesus, we didn't come to save the Jewish people from the government. You know, we it, we pray and we release uh for a righteous government, but Jesus Christ came to install a kingdom, and that's the kingdom of God upon this earth. And that kingdom is a that kingdom is a kingdom of first, it's righteousness, love, but it's power of the Holy Spirit and demonstration. And Jesus Christ today, right now, there's no past, there's no future. It's only right now, and right now, Jesus wants to release His goodness and His love upon you. Father, pray that the love of God falls upon everyone who's listening. Just all your job is to open up and receive. Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the love put out on the cross. We pray, God, for the people who feel so far away, so empty, so needy, so poor, 
that you would let your love touch them and that they would know, know in their heart that they're saved and that you love them and that you have a place for them, that they would know that the only thing they need to do is go to confession and confess their sins and turn away from their sins and turn toward you. Father, pour out your love upon your people. These are the people that you bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. These are the people that you bought with the love of Christ from the cross and resurrection. These are your people, your people. You are our inheritance, O Lord. You are our inheritance. My inheritance is the Lord God who made heaven and earth, who sent his son to die for our sins and to rise from the dead. Your inheritance is the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need another inheritance. You say, but I'm so broke. Give your life to Jesus. Tithe your money. Watch God move. He knows how to do things. He knows how to do things for you. And all we need to do is do things God's way. If we do things God's way and we trust in Him, He takes care of everything for us. St. Faustina told us, Trust is a vessel which all graces are given. Without trust, we cannot receive grace. So if you need more graces today, just trust in the Lord and let Him work His power. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.